Hi, I'm Scotty from Strange Parts, and you're listening to the Scene World Podcast. All right, welcome to hey. the Scene World Podcast. Yeah, hey, it's me. He's him. It's the Scene World Podcast. This is not where I am in the interview. This is a different place. But it looks, it looks wonderful. This is actually the bedroom where I got my very first C64 against... There's a picture that I have of me playing with my 64, and that is against this wall over here in that nice corner. Nice keyboard. Yes, yes. My grandmother is a uh, is a good player. Nice. So, so today, in a minute, we're talking to Pleasant, uh, Pleasant Green. Yes, we're talking to Ben Taylor, Pleasant Green on YouTube. Um, that's just a second from now. Um, in the meantime, I don't know if we have too much news going on. And okay. Pleasant Green doesn't have anything to do yeah. with Krater. No, I do have my dog. Nice. <laughs> What's with their tongue, by the way? He has no teeth. Oh. So his tongue... By accident? Um, no, they were just really bad when we got them. So, Ooh. yeah, so they ended up taking them out. And he's a, a happier guy for it. Ooh. But, but his tongue sticks out now. Okay. And that's because he has no teeth. Yeah, yeah, no teeth to hold it in. Ooh. And that doesn't that doesn't make anything bad to the tongue? Nope. That's good to know. Yeah. They're so happy. now we got Pat Lover subscribing us. Hey, yeah. nice. <laughs> nice. This is this is Elmer. He has an Instagram. It's Elmer's World. He has about uh he's got like fifteen hundred followers. Nice. So everyone, I will put the link to that right down there, so everybody can check him we out. We did last time, but you didn't tell people. We put him. All, oh, we put him in all the time. Ever since, uh, ever since Lily Stitches said that she wanted to kiss his face. Oh, nice. <laughs> or or what, did, what did she say? She was like, "I want to kiss him on the mouth" or something weird like that. Mm. <laughs> this took a turn. <laughs> I want to kiss it on the mouth. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> but how could you not want to look at that face sweet <laughs> anyway yeah well um, there is a new magazine coming up mm -hmm. um, Plast Annual 2020 okay. and if you are a scene world fan which I hope you are mm -hmm. then you are listening to this I am I am uh, yeah well then um, get the magazine read it Hint, hint. <laughs> cool, I will. <laughs> um, we will put link to that in the description. It's it's still in the it's still in the making, but it's um, promising. Very nice. Well, anything that Andrew Fisher writes for is promising, yeah. isn't? <laughs> How did you say it once? You said he is a brand of himself already. Yes, he is a. Uh, yeah, he, he he is a brand all unto himself. He's been, done a lot of stuff. He's all over the place. Yeah, he's and a professional. See, We're just goofing around. That that guy, that guy knows what he's doing. He knows much more about video games than I do. He does. And people, he does. He knows people way more tell than I do. me, people tell me that I know know a lot already. Mm -hmm. But he he, I, I'm like on a good on a good foundation, and I mm -hmm. know a lot. And then there is Andrew, yeah, who's who's writing. Yeah. Books, books yeah. about this topic. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> yeah, you know, and uh, 
contributing editor to um, Retro Gamer UK. Uh -huh. So, anyway. So, what else? Um, well, yes, last, well. Last uh, podcast we did was with Micronics. They are making a new mechanical keyboard. Exactly, um, yes. At the time and, of this recording, there's about six days left. So, by the time you guys hear it at home, there might be three, two days. three days left. And yeah. right now, they have gone up. They have gone from 70-some backers to 101. I They're know. still not quite at their goal, I would recommend. You know, I think I'm going to pledge for it tonight. Um, I would recommend people go check it out if you haven't checked it out yet. Yeah. Because it is cool. Hopefully, we can make it happen. There, yeah. um, <clears throat> there were over a thousand people listening to, to this episode, so... Um, Yes, people were interested in it. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think it's. I was really interested. I think it's a really cool looking thing, and the way that they did it, you know, just looking at 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 the way that they've gone about, you know, getting the supply chain and, and working all that stuff is really. I think it's totally amazing. amazing that we spoke to the Chinese person who makes the technical side yeah. all happening. Mm -hmm. That was totally unique. Definitely, definitely. And I hope, you know, again, as, as we mentioned while we talked to them, that I, I hope that if it doesn't work on Kickstarter, that they do go with something like Indiegogo or something where you got flex, flexible funding and can still do it. Because I don't know. I hope they meet their goal. They're still a bit short of it. So I guess right now she's just waiting for what happens and then yeah. getting yeah. back to us afterwards, hopefully. But mm -hmm. hey, you, are got, you got our support. Um, yeah. So what else we got? Yeah, well, I pledged for the Earthworm Jim comic book from Duck Ten Napel, and he actually announced uh, two days ago that it started shipping. That's Ooh. pretty, pretty amazing. Yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. Also, the. Uh, Pelotronic magazine released, I think it was the last issue because it was considered a, um, a small magazine project, also mm -hmm. from Indiegogo, and I just got the last issue last Saturday. So, things are um, going well there. Yeah. Cool. And still we didn't hear from Phase 5, our keycaps project from Austria. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's so sad. That's so sad. Mm -hmm. but it's it's interesting that you that you managed to mention it in the last podcast because mm -hmm. you didn't have you didn't have me the second half to help you with facts, but you got it all correct. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, Retro Man Cave. Um, a guy named Neil. He does. He's got a YouTube channel. I uh, I suppose. Um, they just did an interview with Rob Hubbard. So we've talked Whoa. to Rob Hubbard in the past a couple of times, times. now, actually. Four yeah. times, yeah. So that's, you know, another cool... And the guy's, you know, he's on fire at the moment. He's, it's kind of a Rob Hubbard renaissance. Okay. So so everyone should go take, check that out, too, you know, because it's a, not a podcast. It's, it's not a competing channel because we're all in this together. But it's... Well... <laughs> well. I, I never had this sense of competing. No. Um, it's too small, a, too small a scene to compete in. Well, I think still we had a part in making the scene bigger. Mm -hmm. I mean, seeing that Peru got more active into the game again. 
yeah, with yeah. meetings and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like our meeting report from March, which we had in the last Scene World issue. Right. Um, so still, oh. I'm still, I'm still um, hyped for that. Mm. When I when I um, have to think about that, 19 years ago when I started this all, everybody was telling me, "Oh, America, years ago? Canada." 19, 19 years, 19, 19 years ago. 19 years ago. Okay, they said 90. Years. I was like, no, I don't think I'm that old." Nine, 19. Yeah, sometimes um, it feels uh, like I've been doing this for 90 were years. Keeping, People who are telling me outside of Europe, there's no activity anymore. Hmm. So as we see, there's activity. So I'm still happy that um, we went with this. And hey, next year's our 20th anniversary. Hey! And as, as, as this we'll, is... we'll put we'll put those the the <laughs> air horns right here. Yeah, nice. And um, as this is our last regular podcast, because we could be close to the year with the Gamescom Steamworld special. Mm -hmm. And um, so this is our last regular one for this year. So, okay. Yeah. 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 Cool. Yeah. Well, that's all I got. Do you have anything else? No. I guess okay. it's pretty, pretty, pretty nice. Okay. And um, I have to say, I'm very happy about this interview with Ple Pleasant Green, a.k.a. Ben Taylor, because it's, it's empathizing the uh, world mm -hmm. thing that um, I, I always um, try to promote. Right. Because in the end, it's all one globe, you know. That's right. So we will talk a lot about Africa and India. So enjoy it. Okay. Enjoy the journey to the world, to the scammy side of the world. <laughs> okay. So, today we are actually talking to Ben Taylor, also known as Pleasant Green, on YouTube. And you are, <laughs> I would say, a scammer expert, right? Actually, uh, on your Twitter you say you like to make expert, friends with an scammers. An expert on scammers, not a scammer expert, because that <laughs> makes it sound like he's really good at scamming. Right. I guess uh, I guess some people call me that. I wouldn't call myself an expert. I'm just a I'm just a random guy who seems to be a magnet for for these types of people, and um, and uh, I've had some some funny experiences, some weird experiences, and I just like to tell my stories to anyone who's interested. And so that's kind of how my, <laughs> that's kind of where I come from and who I am. How did that actually start? Did you hit your head one morning on the toilet and got, <laughs> got the idea to, to make videos about spamming and re replying to spam emails, which is one thing you always learn, don't reply to spam emails, ignore them. And you are totally doing the opposite. I know um, it's probably smarter to, to to do what you've just said, but uh, uh, you know, one day I just thought that you know someone needed to to teach these guys a lesson and get back at them, and so I I made my first ever YouTube video about four four years ago, maybe five years ago, and um, and there there seemed to be an audience for the, that type of videos. People enjoyed, you know learning the the other side of the scammer world and so I uploaded my first video and it seemed to kind of take off and I learned that there was uh, there was an audience and there was a, a you know for that type of thing and so thus my YouTube channel was born and I just continued to respond to every 
message that I could, trying to see if there was a story to tell or if there was something that I could learn from these guys. And um, and here we are today. <laughs> so it was out of curiosity. Um, kind of. I mean, I mean, the, the the way it started is that I was trying to sell my camera online one day, and um, someone you know sent me an email from PayPal. And they tried to make me think that I was being paid, but they had actually uh, forged an email to make it look like it was a payment from PayPal. And so the idea was to make me think that I had been paid so that I would go ahead and ship my camera to them in Nigeria. And um, when I learned that the email was fake, um, luckily I learned that it was fake before I sent my camera, but I was just mad at the whole uh, thing because he had wasted my time and he'd almost ripped me off. And even though I, I didn't fall for it, I know that thousands of people do every day around the world, around the country. And so I just thought, you know, someone needs to teach these guys a lesson. And I thought, well, why not me? And so uh, I kind of messed with them a little bit. Um, I made a funny video of me sending a nasty package of, uh, um, well, you can go watch the video to see what it was. But, uh, but I sent <laughs> I saw I, the I video, sent, yes. I, I, I sent them something that was not my camera. And I thought it was kind of a funny little joke that I played. And so... I thought maybe other people will find this funny. So I made a video about it and I put it up on YouTube. And so yeah, it was it was kind of out of uh it was kind of just me finding, you know, I just thought, hey, I'm a funny guy. Look what I just did. Maybe someone will will appreciate this. So that's kind of how it started for me. I have to admit you are a great storyteller. I mean, in that particular video, you, you told how you were uh, emailing to the sender company asking why there's no tracking information on the way to Africa and all that stuff. I was like, okay, this is exactly what I would do because yeah. I'm excited if, if he got the package. Why is there a hole in the tra tracking information and all that stuff? That's yeah. totally sounding like me. Um, so so um, I, I, I see myself in that a bit. Um, but of course, it's a bit different to actually um, go out and talk to those people. Um, because I guess normally as a layman, you think like, oh, those people are not very intelligent and they're just trying to rip off um, from my money. But actually, when people watch your channel, you get a, um, a different perspective on those spammers. I mean, suddenly some comments on the videos were like, oh, he is a bad guy, he's scamming people, ripping off money from others, but I'm feeling sorry for him because he mm. has to do that. Yeah, I think that's uh, something that I try to do differently on my channel is I try to um, show a different side to these internet scams. I try to show that these are actually real people. They um, have real lives. They, they live in countries with extreme poverty. And sometimes they don't have a better option. And so sometimes the situation is a little bit more complicated than that. Um, uh, I, I have learned that, that there are some people who are just, they're just good people. And they just don't know what else to do to make money. Um, and so I, I try to just, um, you know, try to humanize these scammers a little bit. And, uh, and uh, you know, I, I, I'd much rather see them work. For money and, and and make an honest living for themselves uh, a lot of them kind of aren't willing to do that or they just don't know how to do that but uh, but uh, you know at the end of the day I you know these are people and you know I want to help if I can 
if I can't help them, then at least maybe I can help other people become aware of these types of scams and how they work. I've gotten lots of emails from people all over the world who say that they were about to cash a fake check and they Googled it and they saw my videos and somehow they they found out it was a scam. And so I saved them potentially thousands of dollars. And so and so I guess I I, I, I like to, you know, humanize people, help people. And if I can't do that, I, I want to at least um, highlight these scams and, and protect people from potentially losing their money. I mean, actually, you you even got famous with that. I mean, for example, this one story, I think it was, his name was Joe from Liberia. Yeah. Um, that went totally through the roof and even <laughs> to press. And I saw the series and um, it was like a totally game changer for you because you started to think different about people living in Africa because you admitted that first you thought, okay, there is a scammer messaging me on Facebook and um, and suddenly you were in a situation that you had a business partner instead yeah. and you had to be careful that you are not the one who scams, you know? Yes. So tell us maybe a bit about that um, because... I think to remember that at first it was like a little game for you, like a joke you played. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. because I, I, I had somebody from Africa, Liberia, who was asking me for money or he wanted me to send him electronic devices so that he could resell them and, and uh, you know, we could form a little partnership and I didn't trust him. I thought he was trying to scam me the way that other person tried to scam me and tried to get me to send him my camera. But um, but I started to conduct a little bit of a social experiment. I wanted to see if this person would be willing to actually work for me. He wanted me to do all these weird things, but I thought, well, what if he would work for me? And so I just kind of threw the idea out there, and I said, hey, what if I hire you to take pictures of me and for me? And and um, and my idea really was just to send him on a wild goose chase to keep him from scamming other people. I just wanted to keep him busy, and it was kind of you know, funny to me. And I thought, hey, I'm having fun with this guy. I guess I'll document it and put it on YouTube for the world to, to join me in this adventure. But um, over the course of several weeks of my interacting with him, I learned that he really was just a, a poor hustler or just kind of a guy who was down, out, down on his luck and didn't have a better way to make money. And so he was willing to do the work and he practiced his photography and he worked hard and he, and, uh, and he uh, was honest. And so together we were able to put together a little booklet and sell it online and, and raise thousands of dollars that not only helped him, but the people in his community. And so it really opened up my eyes to see that, you know, not everybody out there is a bad guy. There are some people who just don't have better ways to make a living. And so I, I ended up actually going to Africa and meeting him. And uh, that was kind of a cool adventure to see that part of the world and and kind of just have some empathy for people in that, those situations. So it turned out, I mean, it began as kind of a little prank, um, and it turned into kind of a life-changing experience for me. Yeah, um, what, what most people don't know, except if they are my Facebook friends, actually, one of my other hobbies is talking to people from abroad, strangers, and uh, actually I had this situation that I met a person on Facebook from Uganda, and she said, oh, I, I need work, I need some money, and I said, like, hey, I have those video interviews that I'm doing, and we are doing a magazine on a diskette for the Commodore 64, so if you can transcribe 
the video for me, that would be great. And I would give you 50 yeah. bucks for an hour. And That's actually, great. the thing is, that was the, exactly this year where PayPal split off from uh, eBay and started making service in Africa. So that was the moment where payment was pretty easy. And I paid her in advance. And she was so freaked out, like, are you crazy? One thing you learn as a Western European, don't send money to Africa in advance before the work is done. Did she do the work for you? She did, of course, yeah. Wow, that's great. And uh, she actually made jokes about it in the magazine once. Uh -huh. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> but now people yeah. are generally, you know, a lot of times people are are generally good, and and you know, to your point, you know, that people are a lot of times they're down on their luck, and there's there is a there's a difference between people that are 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 scamming you, you know, like like trying to get you to send them their camera or for a fake check or something, and people that like work at a scam call center a lot of these these people they need a job and it's a job it's the same similar with telemarketing here in the US you know it's a it's a, it's a kind of a garbage job but it's a job and people don't really like you for it and do you find that a lot of people that work at these kind of scam call centers are just just people trying to get a make a living basically yeah from well, the, the from way, what they tell me yeah, yeah, hmm. yeah. well the way I, the way I saw it, I needed work done. I'm not making any living from this hobby here, so it's all going from my pocket. And I wanted, I want the work to be cheap, but good done. And if I can help somebody affording a living, then it's win-win situation on all sides. And that's how I yeah. see it. Yeah, I think that's what we need to be doing. Uh, you know, these these aren't really, they're not stupid people. They they yeah. they're just disconnected from the global economy and. And they don't have opportunities, but technology is really, you know, connecting the world. And, and you know, you can you can go on Fiverr.com or or like Upwork, and you can find people in Nigeria or other parts of the world who can give you services. And yeah. and so I I just I, I want to open up people's minds and say, hey, if you need something, make the world a better place and and give someone an opportunity in, in a different part of the world. And the good thing on those services is they take the money first and only release it when you are satisfied with the work yes. being done. So it's yes. not like you're risking, you're risking uh, something. But but that is also a problem in our global world. I mean, some years ago when eBay started service and PayPal too in Russia, a lot of my Russian friends asked me. Um, how can I buy stuff there? Because Russia has such a bad, um, well, a bad reputation because of hacking and all that internet crime. I doubt anybody will send me any uh, baby underwear or something, mm -hmm. if, even if I pay them. And I'm like, I'm, I'm saying like, well, why don't you try? You know, money doesn't stink. If the money yeah. is coming from Africa or from Russia, I don't. I don't mind. I yeah. I can send the stuff. That's that is my my point of view. But I see that my family and my friends outside of the retro community they were a bit skeptic about it, you know. So um, and and just recently you started with with India and those scam senders. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, I was making videos and I was just getting all these messages from people saying. Hey, why are you picking on the Nigerians so much? Why are you so mean to Africans? I'm like, you know, I'm not, I don't 
I don't really, I don't write this stuff. I mean, I kind of do, but like, these are stories that happen to me. I mean, these are scammers who contact me and, you know, just because they happen to be Nigerian doesn't mean that I'm, you know, targeting. I'm just, I mean, I'm just telling my story the way it's happening. (laughs) And it it seems to be that most of the scammers that I've encountered um, are, are in Nigeria uh, well, so recently I, I, I met an individual who reached out to me um, with some information behind a scam in India. And I'm like, oh, great. I, I want to tell, I, I want to cover scams that aren't necessarily in Nigeria. I want to show that, you know, people all around the world can be bad. There's good eggs and bad eggs in every country. Here in the United States, there's scammers. Um, I, I hope to release a video soon of, of a scam that I've kind of uncovered here in Cal- or over in California. Um, so... So yeah, I mean, there's just, there's scams everywhere. Um, it's not just Nigeria. It's not just Africa. Um, um, so yeah, I, I I try not to just pick on one, you know, country and generalize one group of people. And so th- it's been kind of fun to kind of you know diversify and kind of see what's been going on in other parts of the world. Because as far as like tech scams go, and also social security scams, which are you know growing. Yeah, those typically originate in India where the technology is a little bit more advanced. Which is funny because in your uh, video comments, you know, first people were like, oh, you are showing how the scammers um, are doing bad stuff, that's good. And over the course of a few videos, it changed. And people were like, oh, don't be so mean to this person. And uh, especially on the latest India series, people were like, oh, this is just clickbaiting. How do we know it's even true? How do we know this even happened? So your audience kind of switched sides, at least from my feeling when I read the comments. I don't know how you see it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I need... I mean, it's good to read the comments, and it's good to, to you know, understand what your what your audience wants and how they're reacting to your content. But you know, if you get too much in the weeds in those comments, it could depress you. Um, <laughs> I, I'm telling a true story, you know, and I'm t- I'm telling a story about an individual who, if he were to get identified, you know, they'd they'd open him up, they'd they'd kill him, <laughs> or leave him on the street. And so I've had to be very careful with what I can share and. And how I portray his voice, and so doing that, people are like, "Oh, you can't. This is obviously fake." And I'm like, "Well, I can see why you'd think that, but you know, I'm trying to be responsible and protect the identity of the people who who contact me as well." Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah, I, I mean, I I appreciate the people who watch my videos. Yeah, they they make it possible for me to make a little bit of money and to keep doing this type of thing. Um, and so I, 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 I want to make content that, that they appreciate. Um, but, uh, you know, at the same time, I've, I've got to be myself and I've got to be real and <laughs> okay. you got to protect people. Can you tell us a little bit about the, the, the current one with the, the, uh, the current series with the, the Indian scammer with, the, with all this? Because, again, we're kind of a retro mag, so some of our, our listeners and or viewers may not be really up on this and we'll put links to all this stuff in the description so people can can follow along but can you give us a little bit of background on on exactly how how this current series came to be and and what sorts of things that that you're exploring in it yeah you know my 
I've made a lot of videos that um, can kind of stand on their own where it's just me kind of exposing a scam. But then sometimes I like to do videos that extend beyond more than one video. You you brought up this experience with me and, and the individual from Liberia. You know, I, I had I, I interacted with him over the course of, uh, you know, a year. And so I, just, I made a series of videos and I invited people to, you know, keep checking back and following along with me. And that really irritated a lot of people because they're like... You know the cliffhangers—they're killing us, or, or they're they're too short. Why don't you just make one big video? And I'm like, well, then that would be two hours long, and it would take me a year to make. So, I I, li- I like to make. So sometimes I, I meet individual scammers that you know I have ongoing relationships with, and, and so I make a series of videos, um, not just one video. And so that's what's been going on with with this. Uh, with this current series that I'm working on, is I had an individual who stumbled across my channel, and he is. He is a current scammer in India. He works at a call center, and his job is to call people and convince them that they're going to be arrested by the IRS or the CRA if they don't pay a certain amount of money, and people fall for this. And so, you know, he he's finally started to realize that he can't live this way anymore, and he wants to kind of expose this scam, and he, he emailed me, and he said, hey, I'll tell you everything. And I'm like... Okay, I, that, that's interesting to me. It might be interesting to my viewers. So I'm trying to tell his story a little bit um, with some of the experiences that he's had and some of the information that he has. And um, and it's it's really interesting to me, and then hopefully it's interesting to other people. But at the end of the day, my goal is to you know show the world how these scams work mm-hmm. um, and just kind of bring awareness to them. Um, and I don't know, hopefully maybe one day the FBI will become interested and want to go shut down these call centers. But, uh, um, but, but yeah, I, my, my goal is just to peel back the curtain and just to, I mean, I'm very interested in people. I'm interested in, in, in these things and how they work. And so I just, I want to show kind of the world what's been going on with these scams. And so mm-hmm. hopefully it's interesting to, to some people. It sure is to me. Now, why aren't the FBI, because, because I know that in one of the, uh, the, uh, most recent videos, um, was an attempt to to get a raid happening on one of these things, yeah. and it seemed like law enforcement wasn't really all that interested in it. Now, why why is that? You because you would think you know this is these are are fairly complicated and and pretty big operations, and you know it almost falls within it is a, a form of organized crime, really. Yeah. You I know, am. so why wouldn't they be interested in following through with this stuff? Well, I think that they are interested. I think that, you know, the FBI and the RCMP, they they, they want it stopped, but I, it might be more work. Uh, I mean, it's hard work. You you can't just take an address and, and hand it over to the Indian government and say, okay, go raid this place. They, they, right. they need evidence. They need, um, you know, they need a dollar amount. They need to verify that you know, X amount of dollars has been lost because of this call center at this address and these people. And I mean, they need to build build a case, you know, just like we would here in the States or in a, you know, another country. You, you, you can't just go barge in because you've got a tip. Right. And so I think that there's a lot of work that they've got to do behind the scenes um, to do that. And so I don't know. You know, I, I can say I, I don't work for the government. You know, there have been raids that have taken place, but yeah, you got you got to also understand that the people who run these types of scams in India, you know, they 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 can pay off the government to to look the other way, and that happens quite a bit. So right. there's a lot of corruption. There's a lot of 
you know, unknowns. And so for whatever reason, it's harder said than done, I guess. Now with some of these, because, and I just alluded to organized crime, do you ever get worried about like, you know, cause, cause I don't know, I don't know how, um, how deep this stuff goes. Like if there's like, you know, you, like you were saying, you're, 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 you're doing your best to disguise the identity of this, the one person who is giving you information about this. And how far would they go? These, these, the, the operators of these scams to, to go after somebody like me. Yeah. Yeah. Like you or <laughs> like the guy that's giving you information, you know, like, like are, do either of you, have you ever felt like you may be in danger for this sort of thing? Well, he, well, he has, and if you've watched the videos, you'll see that this individual has been, his life has been in danger because of the things that he's been caught doing. I mean, he has literally cost his employers nearly $100,000, and so that's, uh, that's a lot of money that they're, they're leaking because uh, of, of a mole. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I mean, they'll do, I mean, yeah, what, what would you do to protect a million dollars that you have access to? I mean, you know, it's a, it's a scary part of the world and, uh, yeah, people won't think twice about, you know, leaving you on the side of the road in order to protect your reputation or mm. your, your millions of dollars. So, I mean, I can only imagine, have, have I been in danger? Um, I, I don't. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess I am on the other side of the world. Um, I, I'm smart. I, I try to be smart when I interact with with with, with scammers, uh, especially ones that are connected to powerful organizations. I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm using a VPN. I, 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 I'm very careful with my passwords. I, I know that mm-hmm. you know, there there might be some people out there who I don't know might have a target on my head. I don't know, maybe. <laughs> but I guess that really they could do that with any other high profile individual. But. Um, um, yeah, I mean, one person I recently interviewed in Nigeria said that I was the most wanted man in Nigeria. I don't know if that's Ooh. true or not, but, uh, <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, um, you, you know, I, if pe- people are going to do what, what they're going to do, um, um, I, I, I think that I'm, you know, pretty, pretty safe, but I don't know, maybe, maybe, maybe I better, now, now you got me worried, man, <laughs> maybe I should rethink my my approach but um but no i i try to cover my tracks and and be responsible there's some other really great scam baiters out there that i think um have a lot more i don't know i think they have, they have a lot larger followings and and, and they have um they, i don't know they, i i think that they're probably higher targets than me <laughs> but but i always that's why i always like to come across as i you know i i try to come across as someone as as a good guy, like I, I want to help people. I, you know, I, most of the scammers that I interact with, I'm just like, Hey, you know what? I, I know you're trying to rip me off, but wh- what if I hire you to do something different? Like I, <laughs> I, I, I want to be a friend. I want to be a good guy. Um, but you know, some people are convinced that, you know, that's, that's the way they're going to be. Well, I don't know. And they are still trying to rip you off in the end. <laughs> some people at least. Yeah, I was like, wow, they never learn from their mistakes. Even yeah. if you reach them a hand, they will not take it. Um, yeah. I wonder, did you learn all this stuff? Uh, I mean, professionally, IT-wise, or is it just 
self-taught how you be careful and how to use tracing tools and IP addresses and finding out where that email is coming from? No, I, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't really have a tech background. I work in marketing. Um, <laughs> I, I like to make videos for a living, and so uh, I really don't have an IT background. Um, it's really just, you know, I've, I, I've just, uh, I've come to watch other people. I don't know if you know who Jim Browning is. He has a, he has a channel where he, he's a very, he's from Ireland and he has a very strong, I think he's a developer or he has a strong tech background, but he's very, he's very smart. I mean, he's able to hack into their computers and monitor their, and, and you know, look at their cameras and actually take you inside of these call centers. And so, I mean, that's. I saw really, that. Really, yeah. I, I, <laughs> wow. I've, I've learned a couple, you know, little tricks from him that, that have been interesting. I'd love to do a collaboration with him sometime, but, uh, but no, I've just kind of learned as I go. Interesting. Interesting. And now, how, how is the perspective from your family and friends? Is it like the kind of feedback I received? Like you are out of your mind dealing with people from those regions. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Nobody. I mean, I, I mean, ever, ever. I don't recommend people do what I do. I mean, you should probably just ignore and block and walk away. Um, <laughs> but I, I feel like uh, you know, I think that there's stories to be told, and you know, like I said, I think people have benefited from my stories, whether they be individuals in these countries or individuals that you know, have nearly fallen for these types of scams. I, you know, I want to create content that, that, that helps and educates. So mm -hmm. not good. only that, not only that in that, um, by the grace of God story, even, um, a camera team, I think it was from BBC flew to Liberia asking Joe, so why didn't you take the $500 that were sent you instead of of giving it to the kids for school material and his answer was it would have been dishonest yes <laughs> like wow you know <laughs> so just goes and, to show you that uh, yeah. you know people aren't always what they seem yeah mm -hmm. i i think i think those videos have so much to teach even social wise not only uh, scam wise yeah yeah and i and, and i hope that I can find more people like Joel. I, I want the world to know that the world's not such a bad place, that there are, you know, good people where you think there might not be any, and there's there's good in people. Um, you know, like like Darth Vader, they, they might have some, some evil on the outside, but deep down there's some good in there. And so, I mean, I try to turn people. I haven't been so successful with, with some. Some I have, but uh, I, I believe in people. And so uh, the world isn't always an easy place. Um, but technology is a cool thing and it allows us to you know connect with each other and 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 use our talents in different ways and so i mean these people are they're they're smart they're they're able to convince other people that they're government agents or that they're they're romance partners but um they should be able to figure out how to make a couple bucks a week to feed their families yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. so that's true i yeah. want i want people to understand that of course, the Joel part is probably not the best way either, but at least he, he tried out of desperation to find a better way than scamming people. Yeah, I, I mean, when he offered to, to do work, I mean, that's, that's kind of what, 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 what stuck with me, is that here's a guy who's willing to try something, um, you know, and, and um, I think that more people will find more success when they show that they are willing 
to, to practice, to work hard, to do something different in order to create value mm-hmm. for you. And so, and so, yeah, I, I probably wouldn't have stuck around with Joel if he wasn't willing to work with me. If he just said, no, I, we're, we're going to do it my way or I'm going to go find <laughs> someone else, I would have said, okay, well, good luck. Well, the thing is, and probably at the beginning, at the beginning, he didn't know that he acted like the typical uh, spammer or something. Yeah. yeah. Because he he did, he had good intention and he didn't know what is wrong to do and what is right to do. Yeah. You had I, I think, you had to tell him. You had to teach him. Yeah. Unfortunately, the the, the scammers of the world have have, have have kind of ruined it for everybody else. That anytime you get a message from a stranger online, it's like, oh, that's a scam. Yeah, and so, um, <laughs> so yeah, Joel wasn't aware that that uh, that probably wasn't the best approach. <laughs> and regarding India, I actually had a phone call with um, Microsoft Activation Hotline last Jeez. week, and and actually I was I was transferred to an Indian call center guy. A legitimate one. Yes, because yeah. I was calling Microsoft, so I knew that that I want something from them. So I knew, yeah. okay, this is not a scam, and um, of course it 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 all went well. I got my office package activated, but I was like, you know, you uh, sometimes I I find out that even though even though I have a positive perspective um, towards strangers from other countries, sometimes I'm really thinking like. Am I doing the right thing? Is this person genuine or or, or not? Um, it's sometimes a bit hard to step out of your routine of thinking. I don't know yeah. if, this, if if this is the same for you. I I tend to do I tend to be more open than most people because I'm looking for content. I'm looking for stories. I'm I'm looking for vi- you know material that I could use in my videos. But yeah, it's 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 a very bizarre thing and. Again, I, I I wouldn't recommend, you know, anybody do it. I I don't I don't recommend engaging with people who who want the worst for you. <laughs> but uh, but uh, you know, if if, um, if if you're willing to you know give it a try and 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 learn from I guess some of the lessons that I've learned from that you know there's good in people and 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 you can work with them to to achieve a better goal and make some money then. Go for it. You kind of go head on into a lot of these, you know, uh, as far as, you know, responding to and and following up with these scams. But for just the average person, how do you avoid these things? Because some of these scams are getting um, increasingly um, – they're, they're getting very and – I, and I had just the word in my mind and I just lost them. They're getting very sophisticated um, mm. as far as – the information that they can get and, and how they can go after it. And, and I'll, I'll give you an example. Um, a friend of mine just recently had a party and they had, they had Olive Garden cater it. Mm. And they received a phone call a couple of days before the event uh, from a woman that said, you know, I'm, I'm so-and-so from Olive Garden and we're just having trouble running your credit card. So <laughs> I'm wondering if you can get, you know, this information. And they knew that there was a catering order. They knew that, that when it was and all this stuff, and and fortunately, my friend was smart enough to say, you know, um, I don't know the number that you called from, so I'm going to call you back. I'm going to call the restaurant back. And, and the woman was like, okay, great. I'll talk to you in a minute. And she called the the Olive Garden back, and they're like, we don't charge your card until after we've delivered. That wasn't, mm-hmm. that wasn't us at all. 
And wow. like, like, how do people even, you know, it's getting, it's getting that, that, um, sophisticated in that, you know, somehow this information is out there. Somehow they can find out all, all this. And uh, mm-hmm. first, do you, can, do you have any idea how, how this is happening and, and how can people avoid falling into these sorts of traps? Oh, I mean, <laughs> I guess you just got to be on your toes. Um, you know, like, like you said, I mean, that was probably the smart thing to do to, to make sure that you're speaking, uh, to Olive Garden, maybe call them back if you don't recognize the number. I I always tell people, you know, when you're, uh, you know, most of the scams originate from overseas in Nigeria or India. And so when you try to, um, when you try to say, Hey, can I call you? They'll say, Oh, I can't, my phone doesn't work or I can only (laughs) text on this phone or I prefer this. I mean that's a red flag. You should yeah. you should always want to talk to somebody. Um, you know if you're if you're if you're working with someone with uh, you, know, you know Microsoft or your mortgage company or whatever. You know if if you're if you're suspicious, you should probably just you know call the office, ask for a supervisor. You know say is this really you guys? Are you asking me to do this? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think you just need to kind of. You know, does it pass the sniff test? If it doesn't, then you need to probably just call, um, you know, the, the legitimate number and ask for a supervisor and, and verify. So, um, j- those things, I guess. <laughs> that was, yeah. Mm. Okay. I mean, I mean, some are pretty tricky. I mean, I know we have the Scene World homepage. I know there's an imprint. I have a phone number in there because by law in Germany I have to. So um, I got actually a scam from America. I got a call from Google Maps, mm. and they're asking me, "So it's a Scene World magazine. Is this the correct address? Is this the correct phone number?" And the intention is to get me saying the word yes. Because then they can make, can make a fake recording when they are sending me something, and in which I would say yes, and that would be an agreement, and I would I would over the phone uh, sign a contract with my voice. Really, that's different. I'd never heard of that. Yeah, that's that's something that's happening in Germany since a couple of years. Oh boy. So so when people ask me when people ask me questions that only allow me to say yes. Um, and want me to confirm something, I, I also taught my, my mother and my father always say no. Okay. So I, I, I kept saying no, and I said, like, I don't see why Google Maps should call me. Um, um, yeah. And yeah. said, well, why don't you send me an email? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, and 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 that that originated from the the states, you said. Yes, yeah. and of course that email never came. <laughs> of course, yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, you know, I was I, I I I was walking home from work one day. I was walking to the train station, and somebody uh, you know came up to me, and he says, "Hey, I need I need ten dollars to buy a train ticket." I said, well, I don't have $10 on me, but if you walk with me to the train station, uh, I will buy you a ticket once we get there. And the person said, oh, okay, I'll walk with you. And so we start walking, and it's about a mile away. And, uh, and, and as we're walking, you could just sense that he's very uh, uneasy. He's, he's uncomfortable because you know he didn't really 
need a train ticket. He needed $10. Right. And so after about a minute, he's like, oh, you know, what? I left something over here. I'll be right back. And he just ran off and he never came back. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. so sometimes, yeah, it's kind of like that. If you play along with them for long enough, they'll, 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 they'll realize, oh, he's, <laughs> they're not, <laughs> they've called, they've called my bluff. Right, so, right. Something similar with, with your story, I guess. <laughs> well, the thing is, it's always a cat and mouse game and you have to learn uh-huh. what, what could be the new scam. Yeah. Because when you are on the phone, you have no time to, to um, you have no chance to make a mistake. That's the problem. Yeah. Yeah. Because fighting the contract that you agreed to without knowing is so exhausting. You know, lower uh, fighting back with with emails and mm-hmm. letters mm-hmm. and and all that stuff. That's not something I want to do. Yeah. So, right. so, especially when they say, to... especially when they say they're from the government and that they have a police officer who's ready to arrest you mm-hmm. if you don't comply <laughs> within yeah. the hour. Yeah. <laughs> right. So come to my house, arrest me. Yeah. No problem. <laughs> I'm waiting for you. Do you well, want well, some cake? It, well, I mean, they're very sophisticated. Like I was on the phone with an Indian scammer, and he said, "I'm going." He, he said, "I'm going to have the policeman call you right now." And so, I, I received a call about a minute later, and they had, uh, I guess, they had acquired like a Google Voice number from my city. Mm. So it looked like oh. someone in my city was actually calling me. And so I picked it up, and they said. Hello, my name is Detective Charlie Brown or whatever from the Salt Lake City Police. And uh, it, I mean, it was funny to hear this Indian person try to mimic yeah. an American accent. But I, but know, I knew it was happening. Rough, but, it, yeah. but, they, but they're creative. And, and if you're, you know, maybe older and if you're not tech savvy and mm-hmm. you're not aware of how they can do these types of things. Yeah, you'll 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 believe anything. Right. Right. So. I wonder, is there any other goal you have, any other stories you have in the pipe that you can talk about? Or is it mostly Nigeria, Africa, and India? Or, as I said, this American scam that is coming up. But there must be a lot more countries where there are oh, scammers. I'm sure it happens too. in every country. Every country's got scammers somewhere. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you could look at my email right now and just look at all the people who are saying, I'm a scammer. I live in, I, I'm from Ukraine or I'm from Bangladesh. Um, you know, help me. I'll sell you my insider info. Um, you know, I, <laughs> maybe I should quit my full time job and just do this <laughs> full time because there's so many stories to tell and I, I, you know, I have a family, and and this started out as like just a hobby for me, but it's it's just blown up, and it's shown me, you know, all the people around the world, and all the stories, and all the unfortunate situations that that, that results uh, that that you know results in scamming. Mm. So I don't know. I, I I hope to I hope to just continue to open people's eyes. I mean, I I can only cover you know the fake check scam so many times, um, <laughs> but uh, you know I. Uh, I'm going to look for opportunities to educate people on scams that I'm not aware of or I haven't heard of, and 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 maybe just come up with ways to better prepare, uh, protect yourself, or combat these these organizations. One thing would interest me: you did this short movie about this story in Liberia, and you actually hired a video staff team of editors, cameramen, actors. Yeah. And wasn't that kind of risky to invest so much money in advance and not knowing if you 
if you get the money back by um, YouTube ads and a sponsor. Yeah, I invested about $2,000 in this team in Nigeria to produce a little 10-minute movie for me. And, um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of an investment. Um, and uh, to be and, and to be on, and yeah, to be frank with you, I, I did not make that money back in YouTube advertising. It, it didn't really go viral. It didn't break the Internet. I did not make that money back in YouTube advertising. I did make it back uh, through a sponsor. There, were, there was a sponsor who really liked what we were doing. They liked the message. Um, they liked the idea that, you know, let's, let's help people by empowering them and, and, and putting them to work. And so this sponsor was able to kind of help fund this movie, mm-hmm. which was really cool. And so we, so we broke even on the movie. It, 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 it was, it, you know, like I said, it didn't win an Oscar. It didn't win any big awards. It didn't break mm-hmm. the internet, but what it did was it, it, it broke even. And for a couple of weeks, it put a couple of people in Nigeria to work that wouldn't have had work otherwise. And it made them feel like, they were part of something bigger than they were, and um, I hope that it, it taught a lesson and it, uh, it it was sure fun for me to do. And so um, I, I just want people to kind of understand that, you know, life doesn't need to be a, a terrible, scary place. You, you can make money in creative ways. Well, the thing is, you actually made two attempts. One not so successful, yeah. and the second one that and the second one that was really good. And the thing is. It is really very support quality. So I wouldn't have guessed it was from Africa, you yeah. know. So it's 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 showing that even in Africa you have professionals, you know, that can work on an international base on a movie that is not meant for Africa. Yeah. So it's it's not like a, a Bollywood a Bollywood short film or something. It's it's it was really very very good. Yeah, and 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 the uh, the imagery, the, the the designs, the thumbnails, the all that stuff was designed by um, artists in Nigeria, and so you know, I don't know. Next time that you need something, you know, like a design or a voiceover or something, mm-hmm. you know, maybe maybe consider using someone in Africa, giving them a job, helping them kind of build their portfolio or become somebody. So where can people go to find out, to, to see your videos, to find out what you're doing and follow along at home? Yeah, um, you, can, you can go to my, my YouTube channel. <laughs> it's uh, Pleasant Green. That's the name, just Pleasant Green. Uh, I think YouTube.com slash Pleasant Green will get you there. You can also go to my website that I built to, to sell Joel's book and to kind of uh, spread his message uh, and his story. That's ByDGraceOfGod.com. Okay. Actually, two books, right? Yeah, so Joel made that little booklet with uh, with his pictures, and and that's really what took off. And then I went to Africa, and I met him, and I took pictures with him, and I just thought, wow, well, this has been such a uh, incredible experience for me. It's um, it's just a story that you know will just be a part of my life forever. And so I wrote that book. It's just a short little picture book. It's sixty pages, and it was just kind of my reflections on what I'd gone through. Mm. And so, and so, yeah, I sell that book there. And all the proceeds that come from that book, we use uh, for charitable efforts in Liberia. And so we've been able to do some cool things. We've been able to fund some scholarships, help some schools, and build some water filtration units to provide clean water to, to, to children who attend school over there. And so, um, so yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a cool opportunity that has sprung from <laughs> what I thought was a, what an, an Internet scam. 
awesome. It's wonderful. It's That's wonderful. Great. So we'll put yeah. links to all that in the podcast description so that people can see it. And it should be somewhere on the screen right about here, right about now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I'm so glad you took the time talking to us about it. Um, sure. Wonderful. Because I, I, I thought it's a, it's a unique experience. It is. It's, it's really um, something unique you do. And you do good to the people. And you never thought, I guess, in your life to do charity work. <laughs> so... No, yeah. and, and it's and it's been cool to me because uh, I've it's I've been able to see people donate to charity who probably never otherwise would have. You know, I've got 15 year old kids who watch my video, and and they get excited about these stories. And so you're seeing them go to their moms and saying, "Hey, can I borrow? Can I have ten dollars so I can buy this little booklet?" <laughs> and so you're seeing these these kids who want to be part of the story, and and they're actually donating to charity when they otherwise wouldn't have. And I think that's uh, something that the storytelling can do. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, so thank you thanks, for sitting with us. Thanks a lot. Thanks sure, a lot. you bet. Thanks. Okay. Have a good day. Yeah, thank you. Yes, keep in touch. Bye-bye. Yes, absolutely. Bye. Well, I'm in a different place again, and Yurk is gone. Anyway, that was Ben Taylor from Pleasant Green. Um, again, you can check out his YouTube channel. It's youtube.com slash pleasantgreen. Um, there is also a website. It's bydegraceofgod.com. Um, this should all be flashing on the screen right now. There's also a Twitter, which is twitter.com slash pleasantgreen, or, you know, at pleasantgreen. Um, links to everything in the podcast description, as well as on the screen in front of you if you're watching the video version of this. Uh, until next time. You know where to find us. See ya.